You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello there and happy Saturday. Today is Saturday, April 30th, and the day two of the 2022 NFL Draft is officially a wrap. With the number 51 pick, the Philadelphia Eagles selected center Cameron Jurgens from Nebraska. And with the number 83rd pick, the Eagles selected linebacker Nakobe Dean from Georgia. Both Jurgens and Dean spoke with the Philly media on Friday evening and are at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. First, you will hear from Cam Jurgens, who explained what it was like transitioning from playing tight end earlier in his career to now playing center. He also expressed how excited he is to learn from Jason Kelsey, and he was asked if being on the track team, throwing the shot put and discus for two years at Nebraska helped add to his game. And then you'll hear from Nicobe Dean, who was asked where he stands health-wise and why he thinks he fell in the draft. He was also asked to describe the feeling of getting to join his teammate Jordan Davis, who was drafted by the Eagles during the first round with the number 13th pick. And last, he was asked what his interactions were like with Nick Sirianni during the pre-draft process. Take a listen. Hi, Cam. Uh, great to uh, meet you, and congratulations. Um, could I? Could we just uh, gather your reaction um, to the Eagles uh, picking you? And I'm not sure uh, if you had the chance to see uh, Jason Kelsey's uh, reaction um, uh, to the pick. You know, I'm so excited, uh, you know, being able to play in the NFL at the highest level and just being Eagle is insane. Getting to go out there and, and meet them, like, uh, this is my favorite team all along and getting to end up there, it's kind of a dream come true. And I didn't get to see uh, Kelsey's reaction, but, you know, I, I got to meet him when I was out there. And, you know, that's kind of a dude I look up to. So I, I'm so, so uh, stoked to be there. We'll go to Chris and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Cam, congrats. I mean, beforehand you were a tight end and then now you're an NFL center. Like, who suggested that you initially move to the position switch and what was that transition like for you? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like early on in my career. Went there at tight end, went through the offseason and fall camp. And within the first game, the our uh, O-line coach and head coach, uh, Coach Frost, uh, you know, brought it up and like, hey, we want you at center. And initially, you know, my reaction was like, holy crap, I don't know if I can gain that weight. And uh, I was probably like 240. And then once I made that switch midway through the year, I put on a lot of weight, a lot of really fast. And it was kind of, you know, that part was easy, but learning all the technicalities of it, it, it was, uh, that was probably a little bit of the struggle. And it took a little bit to, you know, harness everything. And But at the end of the day, like, I, I absolutely love the switch. I think within a week of being in the O-line, 
I was like, why, why was I ever a tight end? I was tired of running downfield just to not get a ball thrown my way. I mean, I love hitting dudes. So again, to do that every play is that's, that's my stuff. Go ahead, Dave and then Zach Berman. Hey, Ken, congratulations. I'll fill you in on what uh, Jason Kelsey said. He called you uh, his favorite player in the draft. He was really excited about it. Uh, what does that mean to you? And how excited are you to get in here and learn from him? That That's awesome. Uh, you know, I watched a lot of his tape and getting to see a guy that's able to move like he is and play as hard and with as much intensity as he is and, like, that's kind of how I want to play. That's how I want to model my game and be an athlete on the field and not, you know, it's just because you're alignment doesn't mean you can't, you know, run downfield and knock a safety out. So that's kind of what I want to, you know, I want to do stuff like he does and being able to fit into their system as well as I can. Like I'm, you know, I'm stoked to be able to be in there. Go ahead, Zach. And then John McMullen. Hey, Cam, congratulations. As, as a follow-up to that, the interaction you had with him, was it just a brief interaction or I guess what was the nature of, of that meeting and how do you feel about potentially sitting year one behind Jason and not necessarily playing right away? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, like, uh, we talked for quite a while. I was actually in the O-line room with coach Stalin going over and, you know, he's quizzing me. We're going over the plays and, you know, Jason Kelsey walked in and we started talking a lot about their offense and, you know, what I can do and how I can fit in. And uh, he started talking about how he just got a, got some cows and he's learning how to be a cattle rancher. And shoot, I grew up on a cattle farm and that's kind of what I grew up around. So we started talking, we started talking some ranching and football and how we can, you know, help each other learn. So that, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's, it was like just a great combo again to meet someone like him that's such a superstar and you know he's down to earth he's a good dude and uh somewhere i can fit in really well go ahead john and then bo uh hi cam congratulations um uh you mentioned stout there as well when you got to meet jason kelsey just curious about your your first interactions with him and how much you knew about his reputation as an offensive line coach in this league yeah, I think his reputation speaks for itself. And a lot of the stuff I did in Nebraska and the stuff I was taught, especially like the terminology was very similar to what they do. Uh, my old line coach, Greg Austin, coached with him for several years. So he, he came from that system and that's his guy. That's his mentor. And, you know, I kind of learned from his prodigy and, you know, my coach, Austin. And so a lot of the stuff is a little bit of a carryover and getting to learn from uh, Coach Style. And now, you know, it's kind of a dream come true because it's stuff I've been doing already. So and I'm just, you know, excited to be keep learning, you know, getting to learn from him with all the, you know, incredible guys he's coached in all of his uh, years in the NFL and getting to learn from uh, Kelsey and Lane Johnson and, you know, all those guys along that line. Like it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty I don't know if there's a better spot for an old lineman to land than, you know, in Philly, again, to learn from uh, Coach Stoutland. Ed Bo and then Ed. So, Cam, what is the number one piece of advice for a novice uh, cattle rancher? What'd you say? What is, what's your number one piece of advice for a novice cattle rancher? What did you tell Jason? <laughs> you know, I would just say it, it never stops, you know. Like farming never stops. You always got to, you got to feed the cattle, I guess, you know, it's, there's a lot of stuff on the ranch to be done. 
and you know you gotta treat them like they're your family go ahead ed and then al yeah, hi cam congratulations um you mentioned that the eagles were your favorite team was that something that became your favorite team through the pre-draft process or uh, were you always uh, an eagles fan no it kind of became my favorite team throughout the process you know talking to them and um you know there's a lot of fun teams i got to talk to during the process but that those were kind of the main ones that stuck out to me and i felt like it's a really great system that you know fits what i do and getting to learn from uh you know kelsey like that's that's the dude i watch and that's what i want to emulate and be like we'll take two more here so go ahead al and then josh hey cam uh welcome to philadelphia the uh I had a question. I've talked to a lot of high school coaches over the years, and they like uh, when a, their football player is playing other sports, you know, whether it's basketball or track and field, um, because, it, you know, the, it keeps them competing rather than being out back flipping a tire or something. And, uh, you know, what did your coaches in Nebraska, how did they feel about you being on the track team for two years? And did it add to your game of being on the track team, throwing the shot? Yeah, I mean, track is kind of something I grew up doing so I was only able to do a couple meets in Nebraska because COVID hit and they you know they canceled outdoor seats decided the first track meet it was indoor meet and I remember um I went there and you know the whole team knew I was throwing and I had a bunch of coaches and there was like shoot half the line a bunch of players came out there you would have thought it was a Super Bowl in there it was probably the rowdiest (laughs) track meet you've ever seen it was it was like you know, the funnest deal. So being able to, you know, be uh, a football player in Nebraska, my dream school, and being able to be a two-sport athlete and throw, like, that's – it was pretty awesome and surreal to be doing that. And I feel like it translates a lot to football because, you know, throwing shot put, throwing discus, it's it's all lower body. It's all hip snap. And being able to use your body and your legs and your lower half and getting in a good position to, you know, generate the most power and create the most force. And that's, you know, that's all line is. That's all that's all you do when you're blocking. Fast switch. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Cam, you, you get get an opportunity here to, to reunite with uh, your former teammate, Jack Stoll, you know, who made the, the 53 last year. Uh, what has he told you about Nick Sirianni and, uh, you know, his interactions uh, the first year with the team and, and how much do you look forward to uh, reuniting with him? Yeah, I'm so pumped. Jack's my boy. That's my guy. And it was so fun talking to him during the process and throughout the year. Like he absolutely loves it there. You know, he doesn't have anything bad to say and, he loves the coaches. Coach Sirianni was great. And, you know, I'm so excited to be there and be with him because, um, you know, that was that was my closest one of my closest friends there. And uh, being able to play play football with him is pretty uh, exciting. Thanks for the time, Cam. Thank you. Sorry for uh, not having this video up. You know, we're in a tornado warning here. The weather's spotty. Wi-Fi ain't working very well. So I appreciate you guys working with me. Hey, Nicole, congratulations. I guess from your perspective, in your words, where do you stand health-wise, and why do you think you dropped in the draft? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hefty. I'm ready to go, you know. I know uh, we're committing camp the next week, and I, and I expect to be a full uh, participant for that. And why I dropped, you know, it's not, it's not in my control, you know. Nothing I can do. Uh, I couldn't. Nothing I can do to uh, make them pick me earlier. So I'm just uh, grateful and blessed I had this opportunity.
Go ahead, Martin, and then John McMullen. Hey, Nicobe, uh, congrats on getting drafted. I, I was wondering what, what it was like for you, um, you know, to keep waiting for your name to be called. I mean, like, how, how difficult was that for you? Because, I mean, I know at the Combine, people were talking about you as a first-round pick, and, you know, here you are in the third round and everything. So what was that like? It was it was definitely nerve-wracking, you know, uh, especially, especially not knowing exactly all the way why. Um, why I was falling like that, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I got I feel like I, I I got picked by a great organization. And I'm just ready to work. Go ahead, John, and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Kobe, congratulations. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry about, about that. that. Had that on mute. Uh, congratulations. Uh, wanted to know how excited you are that you get to come to Philadelphia with your your teammate Jordan Davis. Yeah, definitely. I'm, 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 I'm very excited. You know, it's uh, it'll be nice to be down there coming in with somebody who, uh, who was with me the whole time, and you know, who shares, the, the, you know, similar goals and just been, just been with each other for so long. So it'll be, you know, it'll be nice to see us, you know, living uh, some of our dreams out together. Go ahead, Chris, and then Bo. Hey, Nicole, man. Uh, everybody through the pre-draft process was talking about how much of a leader you were. Did you, is there anybody who you draw that inspiration for to become a, being a leader or anybody you were trying to emulate? Uh, as far as emulating, I, it's nobody I try to emulate. You know, I don't feel I feel like I lead the way I do. Uh, from I'm not I'm not the biggest rah rah guy, but I, I'm gonna say what's on my mind. You know, whatever gets the job done. You know, and in the day, don't I feel like the only thing that matters is winning games. It's the only thing that matters. So uh, I feel like whatever we got to do to win games is, is what I'm for. Go ahead, Bo, and then Ed. Um, has that always been the case with you? Have you always been a leader growing up? What, what, when did that start for you? I, it, I mean, as far as it, it feel like you, you kind of get put into the position to do it, you know. Uh, for me, definitely, you know, uh, you go in just wanting to be great, you wanting to do something special. In high school, high school, I kind of fell into the position I had to uh, – go up and do it in college, they kind of expected me to be there and be that, be in that leadership position. So it's kind of, it kind of stuck with me since. Go ahead, Ed, and then Josh. Hey, hey Nick Kobe. Um, yeah, as far as, um, you know, uh, going down the board a little bit, um, were you surprised that these medicals came up when they did? Um, and were you in Vegas for the first round? Oh yeah, I'm I'm still in Vegas now, but yeah, I'm um, I I mean I am I am I w I can't say it. I, I'd be remiss to say that I, I wasn't surprised, but at the end of the day, you know, thank God, you know, uh, for the whole for the whole process, you know, it, this has done nothing but made my chip grow grow bigger, you know, and, I, and I'm just ready to play, ready to get to work. If I, if I could follow up, how much pre-draft interaction did you have with the Eagles? We had we had a couple of meetings. We talked. Go ahead, Josh, and then Rube. Hey, Nicobe, we just met with uh, Nick Sirianni, and he was pretty hyped, uh, you know, to, to add you to the team. Uh, what were your interactions like with him in those meetings, and, um, you know, what type of a relationship do you see that, that could come about from, from you being with the Eagles? I mean, uh, as far as me being with the Eagles, you know, I feel like we can do great things together, you know, the great things as a, as a whole organization and as me as a, you know, individual, us as a team, as, as a defense, you know, um, I, I always, you know, I always got big goals for myself. Got big goals for my team. So I feel like we can do great things 
uh, as far as being one of the best defense to ever uh, come through football, ever. Go ahead, Ruben and Les. Hey, uh, welcome to Philly. Uh, with the Peck deal, uh, what's it like when people are saying stuff like you're not going to play this year, you might need a red shirt year, when, you know, you're hearing this stuff and, you know, it sounds like your Peck is – uh, is pretty much healed. I, I, you can tell us, like, are you still rehabbing at all? But, like, what's it like to hear this stuff that you, you know is not true? It, it, that, that was the nerve-wracking part about it, uh, the whole thing, you know, it, just listening to things that's not true, and, and it's caused me uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of money, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of nerve, and just, you know, seeing my mama, uh, seeing my mama face, and uh, for me, falling in the hair, things like that, I feel like that was just the biggest thing. But at the end of the day, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I feel like um, I got picked by a great organization. I'm ready to work. We'll take a couple more here. Go ahead, Les, Zach, and Bo. Hey, Nicobe. Uh On that topic, uh, did you know teams were so concerned about this? The story is, I guess, that you strained your pack getting ready for the combine, mm -hmm. and you decided not to have surgery. Did anybody say you should have surgery? Did teams yeah. talk to you about surgery or anything like that? Yeah. It, it, that? That was the thing that was so surprising and mind-boggling. You know, it was never – I went to uh, doctors, got second opinions and everything, and nobody nobody said I should have surgery. Nobody had told me I had surgery. So for that to come up and, for you know, for teams to be saying that and uh, waiting until the day of the draft to say something like that, it was, it was kind of crazy to me. But uh, like I said – uh, I'm glad to be an Eagle. I'm glad to uh, got picked by a great organization. I'm ready to work. Thank you. Go ahead, Zach, and then Bo. Hey, Nicobe, your scouting reports include these impressive GPAs. You, you studied mechanical engineering. How does, I, I guess, the, the non-football intelligence help you on the field? You know, the, the academic background, right. how does that help you on the field? I feel like for the most part, it, um, me studying the, 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 the study aspect of what I got to do off the field kind of uh, translate to me in the, in the football sense, you know, having to uh, put in the hours and hours to watch the film and make sure, you know, I'm going to watch the film until I feel like I'm ready. It, it's never, uh, you know, a set time. So it, it's always, you're going you're gonna to watch the film, you're going to work, and you're going to you feel like you're ready as far as the playbook, you know, I'm ready to dive into it. So I feel like that, that kind of helps me the most. Last one here with Bo. Nicobe, on on Jordan, um, having played behind him, what uh, like what is it like for a linebacker to to play behind a guy of his size? What does he do for you? Oh, he, uh, it definitely, you know, he kind of clears things up for me. Uh, help you help you run, uh, help you run a little bit more. But you know, he he kind he makes it easy for everybody. If you ask me, not just for the linebackers, but for the rest of the D line and for the secondary. So I feel like having him there uh, is going to be a is it, great. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, 
and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.